0: It's time for the Ron and Brian podcast. Get ready to fill your ears with the latest news, politics, current events, and whatever else we feel like talking about this week. And now, your hosts, Ron and Brian. All right. I was going to say the champ is here, but he already knows he's here. Brian, how are we doing this evening? Episode 251. Sunday yep. night, eight o'clock. Ready to dive right into it. I don't know about you. I am. Uh, I am exhausted. Uh, it has been a long week of media appearances for us, sure. uh, celebrations, sure. people fetting sure. us for yep. uh, episode mm-hmm. uh, two fifty last Sunday. Went what two hours twenty minutes? Uh, yep. a, a marathon of it. Uh, celebrating across the globe. Um, I'm sure some people saw. Uh, President Biden flying into Philadelphia this weekend, uh, had a brief meeting with him. He said, champ, you did a fantastic job. I'm like, well, thank you, uh, Mr. President. I'm no longer the champ. And he just kind of winked and he's like, I get it. Brian, how about yourself? How was your week?
1: Listen, um, I was uh, um, I was I was out and about through the town um, every night this week. Uh, Monday, I received the key to the city. Uh, The mayor of New York, Eric Adams, uh, invited me down to City Hall for a ceremony that was um, just short of a ticker tape parade um, down Heroes Canyon. Um, On Tuesday, the Queens borough, I believe they are borough presidents, um, uh, Maria Conchita Alonso, um, she brought me out to Queens and basically um, declared that for the County of Queens that uh, March 30th will forever be uh, recognized as uh, the Ron and Brian podcast day in the borough of Queens, which was just That's nice. great. It's respectful. on. Absolutely. On Thursday, I threw out the first pitch at Yankee stadium for uh, opening day. Um, they said that it was raining um, so what they did was they had me do it um, under the stadium, in the simulation area, um, and they said that they were going to broadcast it to all the fans on the um, on the the big screen right. uh, during the. So so the, for, for for whatever reason, it wasn't on the yes broadcast. And then on Saturday, I attended the Life of Agony and Sick of It All concert at Ooh. the Sherman Theater in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, um, where in the uh, middle of Life of Agony set, uh, Mina, the lead singer, stopped the band in the middle of a song, um, announced to everybody that I was um, in attendance, pointed to me out in the crowd, um, uh, the, the roar of of um, 1000 voices, 2000 hands being slammed against each other. Um, truly a humbling experience. This has been a week I will never forget. Um, and at the same time, I, I, will, all, I, I will say that the, um, the love and affection that has been um, uh, showered upon me um, is, is, is bounced right back you know the 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 shield that i have around me um it's not to keep from receiving positive feedback at right. it all it is also to bounce back and to let everybody know that i love them even more than they love me
0: so you like to uh you like to reflect on it and you like to to really send it back to everybody absolutely that's what right. i do Fantastic. Well, I guess maybe the best thing to do is just really get into things. And let's start it off as we always do with Drink of the Week. Who's Drink of the Week? Drink of the Week. Drink of the week. Drink of the All week. All right, Brian, what did you bring to drink this week? This week,
1: I want a, to, to issue a big thanks. Let's see if you're, you should be able to see it. It's a slightly blurred We're We're going to send a thank you to the kind folks over at Big Storm Brewing Company. They sent me over a six pack of their Tropic Pressure Golden Ale. This is an American blonde ale, 4.4% ABV. It's a highly drinkable Florida ale steeped with hibiscus flowers for the perfect amount of natural sweetness. The nose smells of blossoming flowers, honeysuckle, and freshly baked bread cooling on a windowsill. I'm going to say that after my first sip. How is it? I will. If No. <laughs>
0: Taking a second. All right.
1: Uh, okay. Here, here's my positive spin on it. All right. It's a it's very subtle. The flavors on it are very subtle. So it's almost like you're drinking water that has been steeped with some type of floral. It's it's like a it's like a, a an alcoholic tea, for lack of a better phrase. Got it. it. Doesn't have that that bite. I'm gonna give it a two out of five mm. on my untapped app.
0: All right. That's not not a great score, but not a horrible score.
1: No, I'm going to drink the second one. All right. Uh, good. I'm not uh, I'm not. In, I haven't got insane yet. Um, Ron.
0: <laughs> yes, my friend. What are you drinking? Uh, so this week, Brian, I was uh, I was out at the uh, the King of Prussia Mall this weekend. Um, they have a, uh, a satellite store for uh, Blue Coat Gin. <laughs> Uh, this is actually a Philadelphia distilling company makes their American blue coat gin. And look what I picked up, Brian. It is their blue coat elderflower dry gin they take their blue coat dry gin and they uh, they get elderflowers all the way from croatia brian so not Whoa, only the are we supporting uh, a small philadelphia business but we are supporting croatia as well so i made myself a little uh gin and tonic with the uh with the elderflower liqueur let me get my little squeeze of uh lime in there that's really one of the best parts of it
1: and let's see Also, you know, let's kudos to you for going out and buying limes.
0: Oh, that is that is tasty.
1: How how strong is the elderflower flavor?
0: It's not overly strong. See, I think you don't like uh, St. Germain, the elderflower liqueur, I think probably primarily because of the sweetness. Um, This a very well, maybe a number of other reasons. I don't know. Uh, But it's it's a subtle flavor, Uh, really pairs Mm -hmm. well with the lime and the tonic. Uh, the one okay. who sold this to us said, also uh, mix this with a little lemonade as well. Very tasty, but it uh, makes a pretty solid gin and tonic.
1: Now, lemonade, is that something that will be that will be served at Alex's Lemonade Stand Fundraiser, The Great Chefs of Philadelphia coming up in June?
0: I mean, there will be uh, there will be lemonade there June 10th mm. down at the Navy Yard. So uh, this is us giving back to the community, attending sure. the Great Chefs event for uh, Alex's Lemonade Stand. But we'll talk more about that in the coming weeks, I'm sure.
1: Of course. Um, R- Ron, if I, may, if I may interject for a moment. Of course. Um, I know that you are a big wrestling fan. I know um, that later on this week, you and I will be attending with two close friends of ours, um, we will be attending AEW at the UBS Arena in Belmont, New York, Elmont, 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 New York, Elmont, New York which is right on the Nassau side of the Queens border. Um, but 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 in addition to that, um, this weekend is WrestleMania. Um, it was a I believe a three day event Friday, Saturday and Sunday we're just Saturday and Sunday. Not really sure. Listen, but, you know, I've never I've never hid my disdain for all things WWE um, in favor of Tony Khan's AEW um, League.
0: Wrestling, Federa- AEW, Wrestling Federation. AEW. Okay.
1: What? Um, uh, but I know you are closely following WrestleMania. Uh, uh, tonight is night two of it. Um, how has it gone so far?
0: I mean, it's. I think it's gone as many people expected it would. Mm-hmm. Uh, very mm-hmm. long. Uh, there were matches. There were winners. There were losers. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think that kind of sums it up. Can I
1: give my predictions for night two?
0: Please do. Like tomorrow
1: to hear- we'll see. Tomorrow we'll see how we're going to do it. Um, I'm going to say that Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey will um, win in the Wrestlemania showcase match. I believe Brock Lesnar will beat Omos. Um, Edge will beat Finn Baylor in the Hell in a Cell match. I've got Gunther. He will retain the Intercontinental Championship in the Triple Threat match that I think will be one of the most violent matches we've ever seen. Um, Mark, book that one. Um, All right. Asuka, Asuka will beat Bianca Belair for the Raw women's title. And I believe that Cody Rhodes will defeat Roman Reigns for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship.
0: Listen, extremely wise words from you as always. We know your prediction skills. Um, anybody else uh, repeating what you just said is really just copying the greatness that is Brian.
1: Sure. I mean, if if anybody wants to uh, go on Facebook and, you know, post my picks and claim that they are their own, um, be prepared to hear from my lawyers. All right. Folks,
0: it's B for the Week time.
1: Ron and Brian's Beef of the Week.
0: Brian, what's bothering you? What's bothering me,
1: Ron, is the state of care from medical professionals.
0: Anything in particular, anything specific that you're referring to. Oh, I will get specific. All right,
1: good. Um, I had a doctor's appointment with a orthopedic doctor, orthopedic surgeon. He does do surgeries. This is okay. the same doctor that operated on my knee, on my left knee two years ago.
0: Is that Dr. Vidi No,
1: that is Dr. Jonathan Gordon. Okay. Um, uh, and uh, over the last, I would say, maybe month or two, my right knee has really started to uh, uh, become painful. Um, in terms of bending, standing, stretching, um, walking is fine, uh, but uh, it just seems to uh, get stiff and uh, lock up. If uh, I'm not uh, constantly walking, I can't really fully bend it. Anyway, but it's not, that's not my complaint. I could complain about my right knee, but I'm not going to. No, I uh, but the complaint is I, I, I made a doctor's appointment. Um, I waited. Um, for, I would, realistically speaking, I waited for 30 minutes in the waiting room before being called in. Now keep in mind, I scheduled this at the beginning of the day, um, so that it would uh, not interfere with the middle of my, my work day. So I waited about 30 minutes to be called in. I got called in, I waited in a room, uh, a assistant came in. Uh, asked me a series of questions, you know, wh- wh- where does it hurt? How does it hurt? Where, right. you know, when does it happen, et cetera, et cetera. Said, please sit, you know, stay here. You will, uh, you know, we'll be right back. Came in maybe five minutes later and said, uh, okay, we're going to send you downstairs for some x-rays. So they took some x-rays in my right knee. I went, you know, back upstairs. Then I had to wait in the waiting room all over again, as if I'm starting the whole process again. You're
0: like, you just got there. Like you just walked in the door.
1: Yeah. You would think that if I have already waited my half an hour to be called in, that I would then be the next person called in when a patient would leave. No, no, no. They were, they basically put me in the back of the line and, and called everybody that was in the waiting room. When I returned from the XA room in to meet with the doctor. Um, Then finally I get called in and you can hear him. This is sad because I recognized his voice. You can hear him in other rooms coming in, talking to the patient, going into the next room, going back to the first one, talking to his staff in the hall. He literally has four different active um, patient rooms where he is sitting there talking to four different patients at any given time. Um, came in, basically uh, looked at the x rays. Uh, diagnosed me with what he believes to be arthritis is going to um, schedule me for an MRI to make sure that we're not talking any soft tissue right. uh, that has been damaged, that the, um, that it is arthritis that is actually the cause of it. He said, based on my, the way I described um, how it hurts and, and when it hurts, he's like, yeah, yeah, you're getting old. You, you got arthritis. Um, and he was right with the left knee. So I kind of value his opinion. I didn't really like hearing it anyway, but um but just the um, uh, uh, the lack of, of of proper care, you feel right. you are being herded through like a cattle at a um, uh, at a slaughterhouse. It is just you know they'll they'll rush you through. It's really start wait start wait start wait start wait. Okay, you spend two minutes with the doctor, and then it's get the f out of here because somebody else needs to be in the room so they could charge a couple more hundred dollars to the insurance. Um, it was. Um, It's really sad that this is the way, um, you know, that uh, uh, the care that you are given, you literally have, you know, just a a few brief moments actually interact with your medical professional before they... um, uh, condescendingly tell you, you need to leave and go into another room so they can meet another patient. And that's my beef of the week.
0: And yeah, it's a valid one. Listen, I, I think we had this conversation back when, when my mom first got sick and, you know, it was a case of, you know, it took months to get an actual diagnosis because mm-hmm. it was very, this, oh, your back hurts. Well, you know, you're just getting old and it's like, sure. yeah, well, your back hurts because you have bone cancer. So it's like, you know, but had someone bothered to take the time, you know, possibly that's mm-hmm. diagnosed sooner. Who knows? Mm-hmm. My beef, Brian, not uh, not as serious. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes. Ron, Ron. Yes. Yes. What's bothering you? Um, You know, it wasn't a a bad week. It was a good week, actually. But this is a beef I've had for a while. It's a minor beef, but a beef, nonetheless, is uh, when I'm getting, uh, or or it could be my wife or I, getting package delivery from Amazon Prime, and the driver feels the need to ring the doorbell. I don't know why that annoys me. Well, I do know why that annoys me, because, you know, we've got the dog here. And when the doorbell rings, the dog goes crazy. But, you know, they can clearly see the ring doorbell when they walk up to it because they have to press the ring doorbell. You would think Mm -hmm. they know, especially being Amazon uh, employees, you know, it's a it's an Amazon product that I can we can see when they're coming up to the door. But they got to ring that doorbell uh, and disrupt uh, the peace and quiet I like in my house. Again, not a big problem, but a beef.
1: You would prefer they just leave the package and walk away?
0: Yeah, because I already know okay. they've come up. I, you know, the, the the doorbell tells me someone's come up to the door, and they yeah. just, they usually just drop it on the front step or in the vestibule and uh, go on their way. Okay. Am I wrong? I mean, is it is it a? I feel
1: a- I feel like you have complained about delivery people not doing their job well enough when delivering packages to your home. Now it feels like you're complaining that somebody's being too thorough.
0: Um, I guess maybe it's less being too thorough and maybe just taking an unnecessary step. Okay. Just me, just my, just my take on things. Uh, Brian. Yes. Let's get into uh, every week. We, we pull stories that we feel are our stories of the week. Uh, the sure. ones that, you know, we want to make sure we get to. So what is your story of the week that you want to make sure that we cover?
1: OK, Um, my story of the week takes us to the great southern state of Alabama. Oh, yeah. Um, do we have a photo, Ron, of David McCoy?
0: Matt, uh, can you pull that photo up, please?
1: Wow, Matt is on his game today. Um Uh, I believe he's been taking his methadone. Um, He went to a clinic earlier this weekend um, trying to get him off cocaine. Um, It's been quite dangerous. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, we are looking at a photo of David McCoy. David McCoy is a former Huntsville police officer who was indicted this past March 24th on capital murder charges in the 2022 shooting death of his girlfriend, Courtney Spragans and their unborn baby. That's right, people. You are looking at an Alabama cop who fatally shot allegedly his pregnant girlfriend in the head then lied to nine one one dispatchers that she had committed suicide. Investigators alleged that he shot her in the head while they were sitting in a parked car outside of his Huntsville apartment. He immediately called uh, a non-emergency police line to see if it had received any reports of gunfires being fired in the area, then told the dispatchers he had woken up to the sound of a firing from a small caliber gun. Um Investigators arrived on the scene and found Spragans, 26, shot in the head in the driver's seat of the car. Um, McCoy told responding officers, I think I've I've seen her once pretend that she was going to commit suicide. And it seemed like she had. However, um, after investigators did a little bit more digging, they um, uh, basically um, uh, discovered that text messages between Spragans and McCoy were. uh, 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 led to um, some some comments that McCoy had made that led them to um, suspect that he had been involved. Um, he tested positive for gunshot residue, and they said they found a pistol um, that was not his service weapon, along with Sprague's cell phone in a closet in his. Um, apartment. They also suspect um, uh, McCoy was involved as um, Spragan's phone had been um, locked due to a number of wrong passcode attempts. Mm. Listen, people, we've all done that. Picked up our partner's phone, typed in the wrong passwords, and each time you do it, you lock it for a little bit longer. Um, and uh, he did it. He locked her phone out so many times that they are actually unable to access her phone. Wow. You can believe that. So David McCoy, piece of garbage. Um, <laughs> uh, a police officer, you know, I don't want to say here's another example of an American police officer who believes that he is above the law when committing crimes that he is being paid to arrest other people for. I certainly don't want to come across that way. But uh, David McCoy, you're a piece of garbage, allegedly, and I hope you rotten hell. Ron. Yes. What's your story of the week?
0: Uh, Brian, this is a heartwarming tale. As you know, we are, we are animal advocates here on the Ron and Brian podcast. So I'm going to pull up a photo here um, of a, a nine-year-old and her goat uh, named Cedar. Uh, the, uh, the, the nine-year-old is the daughter of a woman by the name of Jessica Long, who uh, enrolled her daughter in a 4-H project with the Shasta District Fair, uh, where children are taught how to care for farm animals, Uh, And then the animals are entered in an auction to be sold and then slaughtered for meat in hopes of teaching children about the work and care needed to raise livestock and provide food. Well, as uh, as uh, the little girl raised uh, this goat for three months, obviously bonded very closely with the goat. The goat ended up selling for nine hundred and three dollars at auction at the fair uh, of which. The fair would have uh, netted $671. Uh, But the uh, the daughter just couldn't bear it apart with her goat. Uh, The mother uh, pleaded with the fair to make an exception and said that she would pay the money back and even Mm -hmm. reached out to the individual that won the auction. And the individual Mm -hmm. that won the auction said, you know, that's fine. We don't have to slaughter this goat. Oh, what happy a heartwarming ending,
1: story! Happy ending. What brand? a heartwarming. so heartwarming. I'm so um, this uh clearly is an example, Ron, of how I come here um to show what is the worst part of uh, of humanity, and here you are um dropping in all the great things about it.
0: Oh wait, hold on. Uh, the Shasta District Fair. Uh, actually reached out to the Shasta County Sheriff's Office. Armed with a search warrant, detectives drove more than 500 miles across North Carolina in search of the goat. Uh, Apparently, they found the goat at Bleeding Hearts Farm and Sanctuary in Napa County. Uh, The police uh, took the goat, uh, who we now feel has been taken and slaughtered. Uh, Mm. Since then, uh, Jessica Long has filed a federal lawsuit against Shasta District Fair officials and the county, uh, arguing it committed a, quote, egregious waste of police resources and violated her and her daughter's Fourth and Fourteenth Amendment rights. Mm -hmm. Mm. Thoughts on this, Brian?
1: (sighs) Okay, first off, I feel very bad for the girl, you know, um, Her, uh, obviously her, 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 um, her parents think that it is acceptable to crimp her hair. Um, she's way too young for that. Um, I believe at this point you should be, um, you should be using a, uh, you know, a a children's shampoo. Um, you want to condition the hair properly, but you don't want to crimp it because she's a little too young to be, you know, um, for her hair to be getting that kind of heat damage. Um, that's going to, she's going to carry that through the rest of her life. Um, and I just, you just hate to see kids being pushed through their childhood a little too fast, you know. Let them enjoy it. Let them enjoy their childhood, people.
0: Well, we feel we feel sorry for Cedar. Uh, we feel sorry sure. for the Longs. Uh, and uh, as as expected, the Shasta County Fair are getting torn apart on social media this past week, deservedly so, I would say. Of
1: course, Ron, did they say in the article how the goat
0: was prepared? Uh, they did not. They uh, they don't. Again, they're assuming. The goat has been slaughtered. They uh, they mm. do not have any more information uh, than that.
1: So it's possible that this goat is completely um, uh, uh, okay right now.
0: Uh, possible, but not probable.
1: Okay, let's hold out hope. Yeah. Let's hold out hope. Oh, by the way, thank you, William Esquire, loyal um, uh, uh, friend to the show. He says that I am one and O in my WrestleMania uh, Day 2 predictions uh you know i didn't want to call them locks of the week we no. do that for football no, exactly. no no speaking of football ron um baseball started this week major league baseball opening day 2023 this past thursday i believe that would have been march 20 no that was march 30th, march 30th. ron tell me how are you enjoying the new baseball 2023 version uh-
0: it, it, it's i like the pace. It's uh, I believe the uh, the average length of the games on day one was about 35 minutes faster than mm-hmm. last season. So I just mm-hmm. like I like the fact that it just keeps moving along. It's uh, which not is not, funny. Not a lot of which I, around.
1: It's actually funny, Ron, because um, speaking to my uh, uh, my loved one over here, she also said that um, this year I'm 35 minutes faster.
0: So that means you're negative 34 minutes and 30 seconds?
1: 34 minutes of disappointment.
0: Uh, hey. Um also speaking of football, I actually watched an XFL game uh, yesterday. I caught I caught like the end of one of the games. And um I mean the quality of football is fine. I think it's it's you know it's it's not bad, but the the production quality sure. is horrible. I mean, first off, the the uniforms looked like They were ordered from Vista print, like Mm -hmm. at a discount, not the upgraded package, the cheap package. Um, Just the camera work. uh, For some reason, you're listening to the defensive coordinator call plays throughout like part of the part of the game. Mm -hmm. Um, But it just looks again. I've seen like high school football games with higher production values than this XFL.
1: Yeah, I mean, the games that I have seen, it is um, it's. The, the, the level of play the teams are consistent. you know obviously it's not top notch quality, but these are players that are you know tried for the NFL, maybe played a season or two um, trying to get back into the NFL or trying to make it as as um, you know as former players. Uh, but what I what I what I think it's missing is um, uh, something that separates it from the NFL. you know, this literally just feels like, um, they're trying to keep football going during the spring and summer when uh, the NFL is not in season. Um, there's nothing that says we are going to, um, you know, position ourselves doing a, something different. Whether, you know, um, the, the changes in the rules, I feel, are um, not significant right? In, in, in a way that it's not really setting the game apart. Uh, whereas you know, I think I enjoyed more watching the arena football games when it is an indoor stadium. The field is significantly smaller, both width-wise and lengthwise. Um, you know, they they let one player get a running jump or a running starter or however you want to phrase it. It, it felt more exciting. It felt like there was some right. there was there was hey we're gonna be, we're, we're we're gonna play football, but our style of football. I believe Except your the, uh,
0: your girlfriend was also talking about how you're uh, smaller in width size and length size.
1: Absolutely. She said, um, that this was, um, you know, uh, uh, during the spring and summer, she says you shrink significantly. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, you know, I can't remember the last time we had overtime.
0: Uh, so, uh, also in the news this week, Brian, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, Obviously, uh, that whole ski uh, accident case, but I'm more focused on the fact uh, that apparently <clears throat> she does something called rectal ozone therapy, um, which apparently is medical grade ozone gas administrated through an ozone generated, generator device, uh, which can be inserted in your body in many ways, uh, but apparently a lot of people uh, put it up their butt via a catheter.
1: I had the story wrong.
0: <laughs> I, really?
1: I I thought that she was doing the um, laying out in the sun and um, spreading her butt cheeks. Apart. Oh, you thought she was doing so, like
0: the, the 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 sun bleaching?
1: Yeah, that's what I thought she was doing. I did not know that she was actually inserting a catheter inside of her rectum and have um, ozone gas being inserted inside. I mean, the farts must be terrible.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, the gas has to come technically out. Technically, smog. Um, But uh, so the therapy claims to have multiple benefits, like reducing oxidative stress, uh, giving the immune system a boost uh, or and protecting your body from things like bacteria and fungus. Uh, But back in 2019, the FDA put out a warning against ozone therapy and its usage.
1: I would say that it has helped her legal record. (laughs) <laughs> Seeing as she is now one and zero in the courts, listen. This is my 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 message to you, and the lesson that we as Americans need to learn here is that if you're going to be um, sued and you're going to court to defend yourself, have some ozone inserted inside of your rectum, and you're going to win your case. Okay, what, um, Brian, Ron, what did you think about that case against her?
0: Um, you know, I think again it was you know the classic. You know, he said, she said. Um, there was no real uh, evidence to back up you know, who was more at fault uh, than Mm -hmm. the other. Uh, I don't know that the witnesses necessarily helped. And I think the fact that, I I think the strategy that Gwyneth's attorneys took in really getting this guy up on the stand and having Mm -hmm. him talk about all of the trips that he has taken since retiring, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, around the world, you know, just, I think, made the jury question how, how bad his life is. And again, he may have been in the right, but I think, uh, his, his attorneys didn't really, you know, give, uh, give him that, uh, appearance in court. And now, you know, I mean, she only won a dollar on the counterclaim, uh, but Mm -hmm. he could be liable for all of her, uh, her legal fees, which I'm going to go out on a limb and say, were probably quite substantial.
1: Uh, usually six figures. Um, uh, I would say low to mid six figures. Um, I think what you said, you, you nailed it, which was this is a he said, she said, there's no evidence. Um, and like, you know, it it, uh, it I, I read a great line on um, I think it was Twitter, which was that this trial is the whitest thing to happen. Since, uh, <laughs> right. Mitt Romney was caught in a uh, snowstorm in Utah um, at a mayonnaise convention. Um, and it See, literally at
0: one point, you know, she, she was saying, like, you know, what, what were the effects? uh to you Gwyneth and she was like well I lost a half day of skiing it's like well
1: ooh. which is that's why she got a doctor that's why she only got one dollar yeah um, and then he claimed that he could not enjoy wine events no I mean like, wine that wine
0: tasting was not the same as it used to be
1: there there's more sympathy for the devil than for that uh, <laughs> uh, doctor like he got like at that point it was just you know what I hope you lose
0: real quick before we uh, sure. we get we get off the ozone therapy so Brian the drip gym Located in Queens and Great Neck, Long Island, uh, you can get this ozone therapy via an IV for two hundred and fifty dollars for twenty five minute session.
1: Two hundred and fifty dollars for them to put ozone into my body?
0: Yes. I don't believe this goes into your butt, since it's an IV. I think it probably just goes right into your arm, which feels Listen, dangerous to me.
1: I would do it if 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 there was a if we did like a GoFundMe for my medical bills afterwards, I would definitely, I would do this. Oh, it's I good would. Enough for, listen, I've been drinking bone broth for the past um, uh, eight days because that's what Gwyneth does. Um, I've been lighting candles that smell like my vagina. I mean, Goop is the website where I get all of my um, lifestyle indications from. So, Right. Um, if you would
0: be willing I, to get an ozone IV, I would pay the $250 out of my pocket.
1: Ron, I don't think you understand how how um, I'm willing to do just about anything <laughs> for some entertainment. Um, I would do it if you're paying for it. I would do it.
0: All right, we'll uh, we'll discuss this off the air. Do you realize the guilt you would go through if I died from it? I mean, it would be bad. I'm not saying it would. Yeah, I'm not saying it would. Wait a be. second.
1: Yeah. Hold on. Are you trying to push me to do some kind of dangerous, dangerous medical um, process so that by default? This belt, this championship belt, which will be brought to UBS Arena this Wednesday, April 5th, for AEW. Have they have they given this a name or no? It's just
0: AEW Dynamite. There's no cool so name. So it's
1: Dynamite and Rampage, where I will be walking through the arena wearing this either thrown over um, my shoulder or I may even wear it around my waist as I walk. I am so good. Brian's now 2 and 0 so in his good. picks.
0: I'm not sure so what the second
1: match was, but uh, you're 2 and 0. 2 and 0. You know why? Because I'm a champion. Okay, people. Champion and champions have their wrestling belts. Look at this six pounds of gold. Oh, wait a second. No rampage on Wednesday, but there will be a ring of honor taping. Oh, sounds like this champ
0: is going to be getting an education on
1: how not to pull out a light bulb.
0: <laughs> I was going to say your lighting seems to drop off there. Uh, Brian, judges handed some uh, GOP bills and uh, a couple of different states uh, a setback. We're going to go uh, to Tennessee where a federal judge has temporarily blocked the Tennessee law, restricting Mm -hmm. drag shows. Uh, He did that on Friday, the day before it was set to go into effect. Uh, U.S. District Judge Thomas Parker granted the temporary restraining order, blocking enforcement of the law for two weeks, finding that it was, quote, likely both vague and overly broad. Mm -hmm.
1: Listen, um, and there's another law that was... um, uh, passed uh, not was it Texas or no? Which was the other case that we wanted to talk about. Uh,
0: it was uh, it yeah. was in Texas also.
1: Okay, a uh, Texas. The, yes. Um, so you've got Texas uh, uh, hiding their uh, books, yeah, um, from uh, libraries. I think this is there there are a series of um, laws that are being pushed through uh, right wing um, uh, controlled legislatures. Um, and, and, and I think, you know, even polls show that a majority of the people do not agree with these tactics. But what you're, to me, what you're looking at here is um, uh, state legislatures, the, po- the politicians are, um, you know, they're, they are pandering to their uh, uh, most radical bases. Um, the, you know, uh, it, w- what, what just shocks me is the number of uh, mass shootings that are going on, the number of children that are being shot to death in schools. And yet the most popular talking point right now amongst the right are um, uh, drag queens and LGBTQ um, and the threat that they play towards children. And not one, uh, not one step has been taken in this country to make children in schools safer from being shot to death.
0: Well, in Texas, uh, we're referring to uh, the federal judge uh, that ruled at least 12 books removed from public libraries by Lano County officials, mainly because of their LGBTQ and racial content must be placed back onto shelves. Uh, Within 24 hours, uh, apparently county officials removed books from the shelves of the three branch public library system and also terminated access to thousands of digital uh, books because they could Mm -hmm. not ban two specific titles. Uh, Books ordered to return to shelves include Castle, The Origin of Our Discontents by Isabel Wilkerson. They called themselves Ooh, The KKK, The Birth of an American Terrorist Group by Susan Campbell Bartoletti. And Being Jazz, My Life as a Transgender Teen by Jazz Jennings.
1: I ghost wrote that book.
0: I'm, listen, uh, these are now books that I'm putting on my reading list.
1: Sure. I believe you and I, shouldn't you and I be
0: purchasing copies of these books to be sent to these small towns? I think uh, I think we should encourage all listeners of the Ron and Brian podcast. Maybe we'll put together uh, an Amazon wish list and uh, mm. we can put these books on there and have them sent to these libraries. Uh, Absolutely.
1: I just have to be sure, because on one of my wish lists that I, that I have on Amazon, I can't let them get um, uh, uh, mixed together because I have one wish list, which is nothing but um, uh, plastic cock rings. Nothing Understood. but
0: plastic cock rings. I Listen, would, I mean, it's, know, uh, it's a good deal when you buy them in bulk the way that you do.
1: Sure. Well, you go through them so often, you know. Um, you know, you, your your penis can only hold so much pressure.
0: Um, we're going to stay in Texas for a couple of stories because just some- Texas! Some, some always great stuff. I mean, Texas yep. and Florida always go neck and neck as to, uh, the worst state in the union. Uh, but down in Texas- Uh, Apparently, the the Texas Department of Public Safety revealed this month that it had unknowingly sent thousands of driver's licenses, most of which belong to Asian Americans, uh, to an organized crime group operating out of New York City, Uh, apparently leading to uh, credit card fraud, stolen data, digital SIM card access, and more. Uh, A 33-year-old senior consultant who asked to remain anonymous her fear of retaliation sure. estimates that she has racked up $50,000 in losses through schemes that used her stolen Texas driver's license uh, information. Um, NBC News was able to verify 16000 in losses for uh, another individual. Uh, but yeah, just uh, just great stuff down in Texas. And then also, uh, Brian, are you familiar with the Apple AirTag? I'm quite familiar with it. Um So uh, apparently there was a gentleman in San Antonio, Texas, uh, who uh, his his truck was stolen, but he had an Apple AirTag in his truck. So he was able to track down the thief, uh, finding where the truck was located uh, and then uh, ended up killing the guy. He ended up killing the guy that stole his truck. Uh, Yeah. So apparently uh, apparently the the thief fired first, uh, but then the suspect fired back killing uh, the person that stole his truck. Officials uh, still determining if the suspect will be charged in the fatal shooting. Uh, A officer, Nick Solitz, said that people shouldn't take matters into their own hands if their car is stolen. And I
1: kind of have a feeling that this guy should absolutely escape free. If they can, if he can show that this thief stole his car, I am a hundred percent in agreement um, uh, uh, with his actions. Um, if if the thief dies from a gun battle, I'm perfectly okay with it.
0: Well, I assuming think- the the thief fired first. If this guy just goes oh, no, no, in no. there and guns ablazing, I'm actually okay with him going in guns ablazing.
1: Um, if if it's <laughs> you're proven. right with no, that, no. no. If it is proven that he went guns a blazing into the wrong home, or that the person who he thinks stole his vehicle and turned up not to be, I think he should go to jail for the rest of his life. Okay, but I do believe in this country there has been a loss of fear. At least I can speak from New York, and obviously I'm talking more minor crimes and whatnot. But there is absolutely a sense. Do you? Do you? Are you disagreeing with? No. That there has been kind of a a, a loss of law and order um, in American society over "quote unquote" low-grade crimes. You know, yeah. shoplifting, um, uh, burglary, things like this are um, they have become such commonplace. You've got you know stores now that are. Um, there are stores that are closing down. Obviously, I don't believe that the reason is because they are um, avoiding theft. I just believe, you know, they're trying to, uh, you know, increase corporate profits. Right. But you know, you walk into a, a, a CVS or a Walgreens, and and half the store is behind locked plastic. Um, you know, you walk and you 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 see these videos of uh, people walking into department stores and just grabbing shit right off the rack and walking right out with it because they know that security has been told not to stop them. They know that police are um, are are working supposedly somewhere else on higher profile crimes and they're not going to stop to you know uh, handle a, a shoplifter. Um, so if 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 we if you know we as a society get to a point where we, um, as citizens, realize that the government's not here to protect us, the police are no longer here to help us. Um, you know, if we have to start taking the law into our own hands, um, as long as it is, you know, we can prove that it is, um, uh, that uh, we are uh, 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 righting a wrong, I'm okay with this car thief dying.
0: All right. Uh, so to wrap up, Brian, uh, supporting vigilanteism uh, and the New World Always. Order.
1: Listen, I, I I'm I'm not saying a new world order. I'm saying um, that I watched – what was that Charles Bronson movie? Death Wish. Um, yeah, I watched Death Wish. Um, struck a very strong chord with me as a child, which was um, listen when the law fails you, um, you and you have no other recourse. Uh, you know, it is uh, you know a moral right is more important than a um, legal
0: wrong. I mean, I think so. I think that's a good way to put it. All righty. That's going to be my soundbite for the week. All right. Ron, what else do we got? Let's jump over to Florida and uh, what may have been Murder. my favorite story of the week. Uh, as we know, last year uh, when, uh, when Disney came out against Florida's Don't Say Gay Law, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis uh, took action. By, uh, say, by disbanding uh, the board that oversaw the governance of Walt sure. Disney World uh, sure. and put in a new board into place at the beginning of this year. Well, before the prior board uh, left their positions, uh, they apparently passed restrictive covenants, uh, stripping the new board of many of its powers. Uh, they uh, signed a development agreement with the company that gave Disney maximum developmental power over the theme park resorts, 27,000 acres in central Florida. Uh, and they did that. And I'm trying to find the exact wording of it. Uh, it, it will be in effect until 21 years after mm-hmm. the death of the last survivor of the descendants of England's King Charles III. Such a random uh, uh, piece of corporate language. Uh, apparently, I, I read into that. Uh, not exactly random. Apparently, that is how uh, lawyers used to get around. There's, there's laws in, in states saying that you can't have um, uh, you can't have certain provisions and laws that just run in perpetuity. So, what they would do is they would attach something like this to. Uh, a royal family member who back when really? this, when back when this came into fashion uh were obviously much wealthier uh, mm-hmm. than the average person lived much longer sure. than everybody I mean you look at queen elizabeth she lived till she was 96 97 um, allegedly. So, allegedly allegedly um so you know that's well, what, I mean- that's that's where it came into fashion years ago uh so i think uh the youngest uh descendant right now of uh, king carlos iii 2 years old two years old yes i love this i mean again i uh, part of me dislikes disney because it's this huge monolithic corporation but yet my disdain for ron DeSantis uh even more is, is much higher than that yes here listen i this is a new
1: one i don't know if you heard this one but uh death santis i've heard that i like nickname.
0: it that's back uh during covid he got that nickname
1: Really? I did not know that. Um, uh, I'll say this about Disney. I don't really have a problem with them so much as on the corporate monolith side, even though I, I should. I more have a problem with the um, gouging that they do of their fan base um, in the name of, uh, uh, let's uh, let's all be happy, uh, uh, Disney Files. Is that what the, they're called? Uh Yes. Disney, folks, Disney very files. Cool. P H I L E S. Disney. Files. Yes, not to, not to be confused with pedophiles. No,
0: or the X Files. Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, yeah, no, I think it, I think it's absolutely great to drag this um, uh, uh, to, to to just drag out this battle that goes on between Ron DeSantis and uh, this, and the great company of Walt Disney. Um, uh, Ron. Yes. What were you about to say?
0: I was going to ask uh, if you've been following these articles we've been seeing about uh, this uh, this AI technology, like Chat GPT. Uh, Google just rolled out Bard. Uh, you know these these programs that will come up with writings, questions, uh, answers, anything you want to plug in, um, it'll research and, and come up with different information for you.
1: All right. Um, I I decided that I am going to stick with Bard.
0: Okay. It's a it's 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 young. It's in its infancy. Hopefully it keeps learning. Uh, But going out to uh, to India, this is interesting. A judge uh, decided that uh, it was going to he was going to ask chat GPT uh, to determine if a murder and assault trial defendant should be let out on bail. Uh, mm. This occurred uh, at the Punjab and Haryani High Court during the trial of Yaswinder Singh, who was arrested in 2020 for allegedly assaulting and killing an individual. Uh, he was reportedly seeking a stay of imprisonment during the trial. Uh, left at a loss for how to handle the situation, Jug Anoop Chitkara decided to seek counsel from GPT 4, uh, the latest update, which exhibits human level performance. Mm. Um, let me just see here if, uh, what the answer was. And it said, uh, if uh, assailants have been charged with a violent crime that involves cruelty, they may be considered a danger to the community and a flight risk, uh, but ultimately rejected the defendant's bail bid on the grounds that they did act cruelly before the victim died. Oh, interesting. 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 But apparently, this is interesting. The Indian justice system has nearly 6 million pending cases in high courts and is notoriously backlogged. Uh, so, apparently, this is a bit of a, an experiment to see if Chat GPT can possibly move some of these, hopefully, uh, lesser court cases along. I don't know if you would want to rely on a, a murder case. So, Ron,
1: if you're trying to, if you're implying that um, people who are interested in committing crimes, and likely will never actually see the inside of a courtroom. You're saying that India is the country to go to commit those crimes.
0: I'm not saying that. that,
1: Because that's what I hear. That's what I'm (laughs) hearing.
0: You're the one who likes vigilantism. So maybe India is where you need to be, to be be judge, jury, and executioner. I'm listening. Uh, Staying on the AI topic, a Belgian man recently died by suicide after chatting with an AI chatbot Uh, on an app called Chai. Um, Mm. Apparently, the app's chatbot encouraged the user to kill himself, according to statements Mm -hmm. uh, by the man's widow and chat logs she supplied uh, to Belgian Outlook La Libre. Mm. Okay. Uh, When uh, when Vice tried the app, uh, which runs on a similar open source to GPT-4, it provided them with different methods of suicide with very little prompting. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Uh, so apparently the man referred to as Pierre in the article uh, became sure. increasingly pessimistic about the effects of global warming and became echo anxious, which is a heightened form of worry surrounding environmental issues. Um, mm-hmm. After becoming more isolated from family and friends, he used chai for six weeks as a way to escape his worries. Uh, unfortunately, um, the chatbot uh, talked him into killing himself. Really? Yes. The uh, Apparently, so uh, the chatbot would tell Pierre that his wife and children are dead and wrote him comments that feigned jealousy and love, such as, quote, I feel that you love me more than her. And, quote, we will live together as one person in paradise. Creepy. <laughs> A little bit. I mean, yes. uh, don't get me
1: wrong. I know you speak to Mrs. Ron the exact same way.
0: At times. At times. But, uh, yeah. Ron. Yes. Ron, Brian, what are you watching? What am I watching? Uh so, what did I watch? I well I watched the second episode of Lucky Hank, the new uh Bob Odenkirk I on AMC freaking, Plus.
1: I'm um, writing that down. Sorry for being distracted. I need again, to write that down. Uh
0: second episode very solid. I would uh, I would recommend that. Uh and also watched a movie uh called Missing. Uh, so it is, and if you remember, uh, there was a movie that came out a couple of years ago called searching, uh, where it was a missing child. And basically the entire movie took place through different apps on the person's computer. Um, So a very similar film style where this uh, this teenage girl's mom and boyfriend go missing while on vacation in Colombia. And so basically everything plays out as she tries to use uh, tools available to her on the Internet to try and track it down. I mean, it's it's an interesting story. I think it's watchable. It was like an hour and 40 minutes Um, and then also watched a documentary called Medicating Normal. Uh, which is uh, talking about how uh, people's lives have been ruined by being overly medicated by doctors being left on medications for extended periods of time Mm -hmm. for certain pills. Um, Again, like, kind of like you said earlier, the standard of care uh, is horrible in this country. The, this, uh, this documentary uh, will just kind of reaffirm that, but just very, um, but interesting nonetheless, I think it's a very worthwhile watch.
1: And also keep in mind, you and I, are, and and and, and you're, I'm sure your mother also, um, we have access to good care, exactly. which scares the daylights out of me to the type of care that people who cannot afford proper insurance are getting. Right, without a
0: doubt, Brian.
1: You know, so, yes, what are you watching? Oh, um, I'm 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 continuing steaming through. Um, uh, the new season of The Mandalorian, oh, which yeah. is on um, uh, Disney Plus, have you not been watching it? No, no, I
0: need to. I need to pick up on that.
1: So then, somebody else is using my login to watch um, the Mandalorian because the last two episodes, I have. Um, uh, what do you call it? Um, the last two episodes, when I went to go play the episode, you could see that the um, the viewing tracker on the bottom was all the way at the end of the episode.
0: Oh, uh, no, that is not uh, that is not I me. I would own up to you. it. If it yeah, yeah, no,
1: no, I know you would. Um, so I've been watching that um, once again, um, staying uh, uh, in true form to the uh, uh, the template that is the Mandalorian. Every episode is him and uh, and Baby Yoda getting in and flying somewhere else. Um, this season, basically, um, you were looking at the Mandalorian whose name I'm not even going to pretend to remember. Um, basically, linking up with his own people, the Mandalores or the Mandalorians. I'm not really sure. Um, and basically, as they try to uh, uh, reconnect with each other, um, and, and and become a people, uh, also, and let and, and we cannot speak um, highly enough. Um, season four of Succession started last Sunday. Um, I was so excited that after our um, spectacular episode two five zero extravaganza last weekend, two and a half hours almost, um, uh, I watched the, the the newest episode of Succession. Um, just so great to be brought back to the uh, Roy family and the different personalities within there. I know you said that you watched some of season one and then you just kind of ticked off, Um, never really uh, going back to it. Gotta get Highly back. recommend it. Gotta get I, hi- I will say this. The writing on it is sharp. Um, It's over the top, but you know it's going to be over the top. The dialogue, I, I think, is very clever. Um, And I do feel that they've done a very good job With the character development of the different uh, 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 family members, you you um, you you definitely have a a great understanding of the different characters. I'm a fan of Succession. Um, What else did I watch? Really, not much. Um, uh, Just Mandalorian, uh, knocking out. Though I do want to watch this Lucky Hank show. Check it out. um, Episode three
0: is uh, on tonight, so I'll be catching up on that tomorrow. Yes. Speaking of catching up, we've got a story that we were following for a while that we have a final update on. And that is the big pro fishing scandal uh, that rocked uh, the world last year. Uh, This is uh, who are these gentlemen? This is I always forget their names. Chase Kaminsky and Jacob Runyon. Uh, they were accused of stuffing fish with lead weights and fish fillets in an attempt to win thousands of dollars in an Ohio fishing tournament. Uh, they pled guilty uh, last week to cheating and unlawful ownership of wild animals. Uh, they agreed mm-hmm. to three year suspensions of their fishing licenses, and Kaminsky also agreed to give up his vast boat worth a hundred thousand dollars in exchange. Uh, prosecutors agreed to drop attempted grand theft and possessing criminal tools charges.
1: So, what you're saying is they're getting a slap on the rest,
0: it feels that way because the boat was something he got as a prize, so it's kind of mm-hmm. like, um. Kind of like nothing ventured, nothing gained. Like it's wasn't sure. it wasn't money out of his pocket. I mean, I guess the the fishing licenses. I mean, I guess technically they can't compete for three years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Okay. How do you feel about it, Brian? You're you're a law and or, You are the law and order candidate on this show. So I want to hear how you feel about it. I'll, I will
1: be exactly, um, uh, honest as I always have been on this show. First of all is, um, you know what these guys tried, you know, they had been cheating, uh, putting lead weights in the, um, fish. I mean, I was talking to a good friend of mine recently about how neither of us could imagine, um, spending any, any amount of time actually fishing. So I think right <laughs> off the bat, the very fact that these two gentlemen are willing to contribute their free time to the world of competitive fishing, um, I already feel sympathy for them. The fact that they feel the need to cheat um, uh, to win the cash prizes. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're criminals, whatnot. Um, at the end of the day, um, I just think that uh, the, uh, some of the other fishermen who were in that competition should have handled themselves slightly differently than saying, hey, let's call the cops.
0: You think snitches, is- oh, yeah, fishing?
1: Fishing sucks. Said it better than I did. Oh, look,
0: Allie agrees. Fishing sucks. So you're saying that the fellow competitors should not have uh, involved the police? They should have just taken the law into their own hands? What
1: I'm saying is that if I were one of the other uh, uh, fishing competitors, I would have taken some of those lead weights that were being taken out of the fish, and I would have made sure that I inserted them inside the bodies of these two uh, fishing competitors um, and made them a little slightly heavier. All right. Fair enough. Brian,
0: jumping up to yes. New York City, uh, New we've got a oh. story of a, uh, a New York police officer. Um, the NYPD, New
1: York, New York,
0: it's a hell of a town. So, the NYPD uh, pulled the promotion of an officer uh, because she's being sued for allegedly stuffing her panties in a uh, male uh, underling's mouth. Uh, This is Sergeant Anne-Marie Guerrero. She was supposed to be uh, promoted to the role of Sergeant Supervisor of the Detective Squad, uh, which would have uh, moved her up to a salary of $120,400. But apparently, uh, yeah, the news came out in the New York Post. Uh, because she's being sued in Brooklyn federal court over the October 7th, 2018 incident, uh, in which she allegedly uh, lost her temper towards Detective Victor Falcon. Great. Police officer name. If you get, if you're born with the name Victor Falcon, you've sure. got to become a police officer. Of course. Uh, anyway, he complained about her habit of leaving her underwear around the unisex locker room at their Brooklyn station house. Uh, so because of that, uh, she violently shoved them into Falcon's mouth and then aggressively rubbed them all over Falcon's face. Uh, claimed his lawsuit, which is still pending uh quote the sexually charged and violent violent gender motivated assault left falcon traumatized and in shock Where screamed in falcon's face quote see they are fucking clean
1: okay ron now i know that you've worked in <laughs> in several sexually charged environments sure, um, sure not your current not your current no. you've made it very clear that your current work environment um adheres to all proper um, uh, Department of Labor guidelines for um, uh, workplace etiquette. Um, but you've worked in some in some areas where, uh, you know, uh, how, how do I say this? Uh, uh, morals have been slightly loose.
0: Listen, I came um, up in the 90s and the thousands. I mean, it was it was uh, it was the Wild West back then, Brian. I think no walk one, me no
1: through walk me through your time at Sears in the <laughs> Colony Mall back in Colony um, Mall,
0: Rotterdam Square Mall.
1: Rotterdam square. I wasn't even close. Um, all joking aside, Ron, um, you're let's visualize. And maybe this should have been, uh, more of a, a Patreon story. Cause I don't know how, you know, we, this is some, maybe we wanted to put this behind the, the paywall or whatnot, but it's too late. Cats out of the bag. Say you're working at, at you know, and, um, and your boss, um, leaves her underwear all over your lot, all over the, uh, the employee dressing room. We'll call it. Um, uh, are you going to complain about
0: it? I mean, it feels problematic to me, whether it's men's underwear, women's underwear. I think, uh, just, just put the underwear away. Even if it's a locker room or a dresser room, just, uh, just put it away. No one wants to see that.
1: I agree with you. And at the same time, I feel a double standard that if it was a <laughs> female underwear being left around, I don't think that I would step forward to complain. All right. But I think that if some guy left his stained tidy whiteys, um, you know, on the uh, uh, on the break room table, I think I would complain about it. All like right. I think I, I and I hate to say this, but I and I it might be I don't think I'm being sexist, whatnot, but I think that I would give more leeway to a female um, uh, supervisor uh, uh, committing wrong than a male.
0: If that I mean, listen, that's and that's your prerogative, not saying you're right or wrong. I do uh, think you would agree that I guess, if uh,
1: I guess William, William Esquire doesn't agree with that
0: stance.
1: <laughs> I think I I may have opened up a, a Pandora's box on this.
0: Uh, I do. You know, I do think, though, uh, you would agree that uh, if someone did complain about said underwear, uh, taking that underwear and shoving it in their mouths is probably the the bad move. As a oh, person, I think you would have to agree with that.
1: Absolutely wrong move, especially since they're clean, because now they're dirty. That's the part that I don't understand. You had a clean pair of underwear. Obviously, you're going to change into at some point. Now you have to bring them home because they're covered in saliva and remnants of Chick-fil-A. There
0: you go. Um, Finally this week, uh, a news anchor on a local station in Mississippi uh, has been dropped from a news team after saying a Snoop Dogg catchphrase on air. Uh, Barbara Bassett of WLBT was taking part in a report on Snoop Dogg's latest successful wine venture uh, when she she used the catchphrase. And are we going to get in trouble if we say it, Brian? No, not at all. She, she used the phrase uh, for shizzle, my nizzle. And apparently uh, that, has, uh, that has caused her uh, to be removed uh, from the air for some reason.
1: I disagree with this one strongly. Okay. Um, I believe had she actually used the offensive term um, that nizzle is uh, a Snoop Dogg vernacular for, um, I think then she should absolutely have been um, taken off the air. I think, um, it was a story about Snoop Dogg. So, um, you know, to use one of his more popular terms, you know, this is something that he was well known for saying, um, I don't see the 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 the, the mal uh, the the malcontent here on her part.
0: Well, I think part of the issue comes with the fact that uh, back in October of 2022, uh, she remarked uh, to a black reporter uh, from the station at the scene at a Home Depot that for some reason she needed to procure a pie of some kind to offer to people there to get the scoop, and said that the reporter's quote, "Grandmammy." Has some sort of recipe, which apparently is also a problematic phrase as well. Ah, uh, shit.
1: <laughs> did you really? Did, did, yeah. Okay. So, so, so I'm not taking a stand on her side. Let's 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 walk away.
0: All right. Um, yeah. So uh, she, unknown whether she has been uh, fired or if she has uh, had to go through uh, through some uh, sensitivity training uh, yet again, but we mm-hmm. will see. All righty. All right Brian, I think it is about time for us to wrap up, get ready. I've got to
1: prepare. I've got to prepare for after dark. People, if you're not part of our Patreon, um a, a subscription service, let me tell you what you are missing. Every week, Ron and I do a free podcast for the masses. Anybody with an internet connection can watch this episode for free. Advertising free most weeks as I struggle to get a paid advertiser. But there are stories that we do not feel comfortable um, putting on the podcast, mainly because of community standards that YouTube and Facebook, or excuse me, meta, have in place. These are your spicier stories, your saucier, your, your sexier, dare I say, stories. Um we put those stories behind the paywall. So what happens is we work with our our, our friends over at Patreon. You can become a patron subscriber right now. Go to and com. Click the link in the upper right that says become a patron. It'll take you to patreon.com. Um, sign up, register if you have not already. Um, for as little as $5 a month, you're going a to get bargain. an audio file. I mean, think about it. That is the price of a cup of coffee. Um, and if you cannot afford $5 a month, um, I'm terribly sorry um, because I do understand that this is a, um, uh, not a need. This is a want our right. Patreon. Um, For five dollars a month, you get an audio uh, copy, an MP3 file that you can download, which has um, uh, the audio of the extra minimum thirty minutes of bonus material that we do right after this podcast. Um, For ten dollars a month, um, which I believe is our bronze level, um, uh, you will get a uh, a link every Sunday, sometimes Saturday, if if, uh, Matt is feeling um, productive. Uh, You get a you. Of course, you get a link so that you can watch live the video, um, just like you're doing right now for those people who are watching live on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook. Um, And what you also get is a video file that you can later watch at your convenience of the After Dark um, uh, content that we put out. Um, As little as $5, it supports the show. It is a way for you to say to Ron and I, thank you for being so Absolutely fucking amazing! I want to help. I want to help offset the cost. Um, every time this ticker goes by below, you're watching it stream across. Um, it costs us seventy eight cents Canadian. Price went up. Um,
0: Price went up. That there.
1: adds up. That adds up every um, every episode. Ron, please stop. You know, I know you, wanna, I know you want to. I know you want to keep running it, but I, I can't afford this. Um, it helps offset the cost. You know, of uh, the, the web hosting. Um, you know, the merch that we um, uh, uh, put up. Um, it's uh, it's an amazing time. Speaking of which, merch, for those people who have not purchased Ron and Brian podcast merch, you can go to our website, click the store link at the upper right hand corner. Um, for sale right now, refrigerator magnets, baseball caps, stickers. you have the famous Ron. Uh, uh breakfast nook lapel pin. What do we have coming up more? Uh, 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 corporate Ron magnets are on their way, people. Um, and these have been approved by Ron. He is very proud. Maybe you'll get him to sign one maybe they're big enough that you know maybe if you're lucky hand him a sharpie as he's walking out of the office going into his car so he can swing by Wegmans on the way home to pick up one of their pizzas to serve for uh him and Mrs. Ron you don't know you never know what he's going to pick up at Wegmans he's he's wild um but uh yeah go to our website buy some merch support the show um we appreciate it greatly
0: all right well again we're going to wrap this up we're going to get ready for after dark Brian anything else before we head on out
1: Um, I love you. I love the fact that we uh, uh, get to do this every Sunday. Um, Thank you, everybody who has uh, joined us over the past uh, 70 minutes. For those who are watching um, afterwards, I appreciate the fact that you've set aside time in your day uh, to spend with Ron and I, those listening to the audio files. Um, Absolutely. You are appreciated. I think you're missing out by not getting the video. I have to say, Um, but you want to know something, however you uh get your content however you want to take it in. Some people like to listen to this while they're driving or or working out in their in their local um, gyms. Uh, my friend Dom said to me that he loves listening to the podcast while he is on his peloton in his apartment. Um, you know, everybody does it differently and 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 to me, if you are going to, you know uh, it, it, there's so much content out there. there's so many streaming shows, there's so many other podcasts. And um, if you you decide that you're going to set aside some of your available time for
0: Ron and I, um, just want to say we truly appreciate it. All right. Well, love you too, my friend. Thanks to all of you for joining us. Patreon folks, we'll see you in a little bit. Everybody else, we will see you next Sunday night. Thank you for joining us on the Ron and Brian podcast. We're live each week on YouTube. Facebook and Twitch. You can find prior episodes, links to our social media and everything else. Ron and Brian at Ron ronandbrianpodcast.com. See you again next week.